developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hi, this is Michael Uslan. You're listening to Batman on Film. I'm vengeance. I have given a name to my pain. Welcome to episode number 105 of the Social Hour, a Batman on Film.com podcast. I am the host of this here Batman on Film show. I am Bill Ramey, also the founder of Batman on Film, and joining me today is Senior BF contributor Ryan Lauer. You know, I don't even say Ryan Lauer spells like, you know, spells like lower anymore because I know the world yeah. knows now, Ryan. People. Um, as annoyed as people are by the spelling of my last name, they're probably even more annoyed with me saying lower spelled like lower at this point that it's okay. If they're still saying lower, it's okay. They're forgiven. Yeah. Okay. All but good. hello. Welcome to That's your like, own show. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get started, yeah. if you didn't know, Brian, I am um, I'm a big Elvis fan. Did you know that? I've heard. Yeah. Um, and so there's a, I knew this was coming because it was announced a couple years ago. Netflix next month is dropping a new animated series called Agent Elvis. It was originally called Agent King, but changed, uh, changed it to uh, Agent, Agent Elvis. Did you happen to watch the trailer? I sure did. And I was waiting to ask you. <laughs> what you think okay i'll let me preface by saying this elvis would have 100 percent love this okay because he really he wanted to be a government agent he was obsessed with law enforcement <laughs> wanted to be a policeman <laughs> We really wanted to be a secret agent. And the fact that they are making him, and he wanted to be a superhero, right? Because yeah. he was, he, he's an old, you know, he's an OG, OG comic book, comic book fan. Captain Marvel Jr., favorite comic book character. Um, not mine, Elvis's. Mm -hmm. I'll let it, you know, I'll let it slide. Uh -huh. it. I mean, he could have been reading, I'm sure he read Batman. Yeah. So I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take his Batman card away. Even thank though, goodness. Even you know he keeps that even even in death. But um yes, 
So he would love it. He would have laughed at it. And I am stoked for it because it's, it's crazy in a good way. What did, what did you think of that trailer? I didn't know what to think of it. And then I thought Matthew yeah. McConaughey in the trailer it, voicing sounds like when he was voicing the Lincoln commercials. <laughs> like, like, I just, he I sounds like know. Matthew McConaughey, you know? He sure does. So, I mean, I don't know. The thing will come yeah. on Netflix. I'll watch Netflix or watch it on Netflix and then, and then I'll let you know. I just, man, I don't know. What a bonkers idea. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, it's, it's him and his chimpanzee pet slash partner scatter elvis actually had a chimpanzee who lived at graceland for a brief time with him in the early in the early 60s named scatter i wonder that was, was going to be a follow-up of like what's the yes inclusion who of was a uh tape? who <clears throat> was uh apparently a, a real piece of work to scatter i bet and uh yeah so that scatter actually existed it, you know uh he wasn't existing by in the early 70s when this is supposed to be taking place. But yes, and I will be doing, I'll be talking about Agent Elvis on a BOF satellite show. There you go. For sure. I don't know how many episodes there are, but yeah. I think you I get mean, a McConaughey to voice Elvis. You know, he is from Texas, so he's got a Southern-ish sure. accent. And... uh Well, you put you, it on you, something yeah. known like Netflix. You have an actor attached... or. On Netflix, the subject matter is Elvis, and then you have a, a name attached yes, to it. Exactly, you, you're getting, exactly. you're generating interest, and so I yeah. just assume that the Netflix, the Netflix model is to drop it all at once. That entire day, you're just going to sit on the couch, eat gumbo, and watch all every episode of Agent Elvis, and then come in and record your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel like that day is going to go for yeah. Bill Ramey. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I bet. I'm looking forward Absolutely. to it. All right, let's get into <laughs> let's get into another uh, segment or another section, another part of my fandom world, and that would be Batman, and then further extending out from that would be DC. So it's been uh, over a week since uh, mm-hmm. James Gunn. It was basically James Gunn. Uh, he's the one who went to Twitter and all that, but. You know, they did the press conference at Warner Brothers with him and Peter Safran, and they announced. Did you see the picture the, that leaked of the room where they did the announcement? I did not. It looks like a really small little conference room with mm-hmm. a projection on a screen. Okay. And it looks like some comfy furniture. Okay. And they're just kind of standing off to the side. And I can't tell you how much that I appreciate that rather than the big extravaganza of years past at comic cons yeah in which only a fraction of that stuff even came to fruition yeah you know i really i i do like the different approach here of it was small intimate private like there are some people that did know hinted that they really knew there are some people that didn't know shit and hinted that they knew something but yeah. it basically the stuff came out when the embargo lifted the next day for the people that were in that room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do like the the process of the reveal here and the yeah. fact that James Gunn made people lose their minds like they deserve to know. And he waited till January 31st for everything to drop. <laughs> it was um, 
I have been to press events mm-hmm. at the lot, Warner Brothers lot in Burbank. So I'm assuming it's probably something similar to what I've participated in before. Usually that stuff is in a, uh, in one of the, uh, uh, I don't want to call it, uh, there's, there's where they shoot the film. Uh, there's a word for it and it's escaping me, but uh, these huge, uh, golly, uh, it's like a hangar, aircraft hangar, yeah. but it's where they make films, you know, right? So if you go to Warner Brothers, each one has a number <clears throat> on a plaque and they'll have they'll list everything that, everything in, in Warner Brothers history that's filmed there, you know, mm-hmm. on the lot in that particular um, uh, studio. So usually they they just set up a like a little conference room type thing in, in one of those. And I know I was there for Man of Steel and BBS and they'll have props and stuff, but this was probably a little bit more, it seems like well, you described it a little bit more intimate, but yeah. Anyway, um, I'll find the, I'll find a picture and send it to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lot, it just seemed a lot smaller and, you know, less flair and stuff. And yeah. I'm, I'm all good with that. And uh, there's been various articles. I guess they did. They probably did some press and stuff um, besides just the, the, uh, I guess it was like they met with the entire group and then they probably had breakout, whatever. Anyway, there's different outlets have different stories about what was going on. So there's been quotes come out and whatnot. Um, Have you, what, what's your, what's your take on, this chapter one, DCU chapter one, gods and monsters announcement a week later. Uh, if you, if you change your thoughts at all, one way or the other, or I think I land about more or less excited about something. Than I think I land more, um, more in line with how I initially felt, which was like, cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you and I have talked before. I can't, I can't be on some kind of level to be like, oh my God, I'm so excited when it's just words on a screen yeah. right now. Start giving me information, start giving me looks, start attaching uh, writers, directors, and then actors and stuff. And then, you know, start building it and it can get me more invested and more excited and stuff. Or some things can start to turn me away a little bit more, which is completely fine. Um, I don't have to love everything. Uh, and as far as like, I do like a lot of the ideas that they they did announce. Uh, there's a couple that, you know, I just don't really know much information. The looks like I think out the gate, one of the things is Creature Commandos, in which I don't know how many people watch. A friend of this show, Tim Sheridan, wrote yes. a Sergeant Rock animated short for I don't remember what movie it was attached to. Um, in which Sergeant Rock and I. It, no information. I knew nothing. I pretty much know nothing about Sergeant Rock anyway. And I watched it because I try to watch all these that are attached to movies. And I watched it and it turned into he like turned into basically universal monsters fighting Nazis. And I thought, what the hell is this? This is awesome. And then only come to find out, yeah, the creature commandos basically. Holy shit, yeah. that's an easy sell. <laughs> like uh-huh. I've been like I've been completely uh in the dark on this like okay i'm interested like like, that's cool that animated short if there's a story you know if there's a group like this where have i been so that in itself did what a lot of this dc studio stuff is meant to do it got me interested 
somebody i'm a general audience member when it comes to that you know creature commandos i don't know anything Mm -hmm. and they got Mm -hmm. my interest hopefully that's what some of these smaller projects and then even as big as superman is going to do is get these people invested get people and general audience interested of like oh i like this what they're up to like right now they just kind of planted the seed and then it will like it will grow and i just i don't know i'm I'm excited that hopefully that does happen because I like liking things. I, I'm pretty much the same spot that I was in when it was announced. I I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say I'm excited for anything, but I'm, that piques my interest. There's a couple, I would be the couple of projects there that pique my interest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Superman, Mm -hmm. creature commandos, lanterns, um, what am I missing here? Those three come to the top of my head pretty quickly. That's maybe that's about it. None of the other stuff I just I'm not interested in. What about Swamp Thing? Oh, Swamp Thing. Yeah. yeah. Swamp Thing I am. Absolutely. Do you have so, an investment in that character? Swamp Thing? Like, yeah. Have you, did you read comics growing up with Swamp Thing or anything? I've read Swamp Thing comics, not not like super invested sure i enjoyed enjoyed them i like it's probably because i why i kind of think that creature commandos is cool you know um i was like when i was a kid i liked those old school universal monster movies Mm -hmm. you know i love those Mm -hmm. dracula and all that you know the original and so um when dc dc did when they would have like their supernatural stories uh, as a kid, I'd like to, I, I, I enjoyed that stuff because mm-hmm. I guess because of that. So that's one of the reasons I was always interested and wanted to see that, that just like dark movie, mm-hmm. you know, uh, come to fruition. I hope it's, I think, I hope at some point they do it. Um, with Swamp Thing, it just seems like to me that would be something that would be, under the Elseworlds banner, but probably won't be, I don't think. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me wonder with the Constantine sequel, mm-hmm. where is that going to fit? That seems like it would be an Elseworlds film, especially because it's a sequel to a movie that was made 20 years ago, essentially. Um, I don't know how they would fit Constantine in this new yeah. DCU, but I mean, you can, it's a movie. You can do anything the hell you want to, but, mm-hmm. um, which leads me back to, um, I, and I did, I wrote an article on Batman on film opinion piece about, you know, not everything has to connect and not everything DC has to connect, not all of it. And it was ba- my, it was like, you got to keep that Elseworlds banner. Uh, my, so too. my fear or concern I don't think I would say fear yet, but my concern is it's just a placeholder banner until, you know, Joker two is out. And then once Matt Reeves is done with his bat, the Batman universe projects, then it goes away. And I hope it doesn't go away, but then I see stuff like swamp thing. You, when I just said, you think, okay, that that should be Elseworlds, but it's not going to be, it'll, it'll be part of the DCU. 
You know what I mean? I think, oh yeah, definitely. And I do think there's a way that it is quote unquote part of the DC universe and still kind of is Elseworlds in the sense of Aquaman had one line from Mira where mm-hmm. she said something about as she's walking out of the water toward or no, she's just got out of the water. I'm just walking toward him at the truck. And she said something about Steppenwolf and that's it. Yeah. Otherwise that movie does feel contained. It's its own thing. But you talk to anybody who's completely obsessed with everything, having to connect with DC universe, that movie is part of DC universe. And yeah. it's like, to me is like, there's just one little line there mm-hmm. that connects it. Otherwise it's its own. And I'm like, okay, if that's the route they go with some of these movies, in which I, I can't judge anything before it even comes out. It's like, that's at least more, um, what do I want to say? Comforting, I guess. Then, oh, you aren't going to understand what happens in soup, the Supergirl movie if you didn't watch Superman, Brave and the Bold, all the stuff on TV. You know what I mean? Of like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not interested in that. I want to be able to, I want to see this. And I don't have to do all this other stuff that i'm just not interested i'm with in. you if that's 100%, the case i'm 100 it, it, it just it makes me wonder then i could say two things okay then why have elseworlds banner if you're going to go that route which was way they were going that was that was the like the mantra um and kind of the way they were going about doing things before you know under um walter hamada his plan mm-hmm. was just make just make dc movies and if they connect, they connect. They don't, they don't. Just make good movies. Mm-hmm. Just going by some things that James Gunn has said and Peter Safran is that it just seems like they want this overt connection between all this stuff, you know? While, while also saying that he's not one, he wants uh, writers and directors to be able to have True. their vision and their voice. So yeah. it's kind of, you know, it's a little... That's hard to do with a very mature reaction. And listening to that is not like, well, I don't know how you're going to do that. Instead, it's interesting to see how that's going to unfold. Because I feel like those are two ideas clashing then. I want to give you your freedom, but we Mm -hmm. have to make it fit. Okay, how do you do do that? He's mentioned an overarching storyline as well. Mm -hmm. Um which makes me go, eh, then how are you going to have a filmmaker do It his makes own you thing? sit back rather than sit up when yes. you hear that. You're still like, oh. And so, yeah. huh? So my, my thing is, I hope you keep the Elseworlds banner. I hope yep. you um, take pitches from directors. I hope you not only take pitches, but you bring guys in or gals in, bring filmmakers in and say, hey, what would you do with Jonah Hex? Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know? Man, you get a gritty like Jonah Hex movie. So, I mean, we just talked about Swamp Thing and how I said the day after the announcements. And it was kind of said that that James Mangold is in uh, early talks. The Variety has an article in early talks about Swamp Thing. And the credibility of that guy, if you look at his filmography, he's got the new Indiana Jones coming out. He directed Mm -hmm. it. It's coming out this summer. uh, People love Logan. 
He did Logan. Yeah. You know, he did Walk the Line way back in the day. He did mm-hmm. uh, 310 to Yuma, a Western and stuff. And it's like, there's yeah. a credibility here of this guy. is a He's a good director. And you bring, okay, that's the first almost like name mentioned in the mix mm-hmm. for this. And it's Swamp Thing. It's like, okay, that's okay, that's something that's worth being excited about. I'm sure you've seen it floating around on Twitter that there's a a, a great director. Um, his name, you might have heard of him, Ben Affleck. His name is floating all over the place. Oh, on, and I, James I, Gunn I, even I, said they're talking to him. This is psychic. You're <clears throat> psychic. I had wrote Ben Affleck's name down in my notes for How the show. That? I had no idea. Scouts on it. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> but like... You attach his name to a project as a director, and I'm not shitting on him as being an actor or anything. It's just his name as a director. I'm there Mm because he has a credibility of his, you know, Mm -hmm. his directing resume is like he's a great director, period. So you attach him to one of these projects makes me sit up of like, okay, let's see. Like that's something that's information that's worth being excited for. And those are the announcements I do look forward to is apparently Ben Affleck is interested in being a filmmaker in this DCU. You almost would think a guy of his stature director wise would want to maybe go the Elseworlds route and kind of do mm-hmm. his own thing. But on the other hand, um, that's not required, but you know, that's just another, that's just another of a positive. I, I, I would, I would say you get with that Elseworlds banner is like I said, Hey, what would you do with Jonah Hex? What would you do with um, Sergeant Rock? You know, things like that. So, but yeah, I mean, I I would find it awesome on a, for a lot of reasons, most of them devious. <laughs> if he would direct the Brave and the Bold, you know? Pew, uh, pew. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and honestly, it being a, a film, even as a Batman fan, I have very little interest in. You put Ben Affleck there as a filmmaker, and then mm-hmm. you, you're moving the needle for me. You're making me go, okay. <clears throat> that's, that's me wanting to see a film because of the filmmaker. Because mm-hmm. there are, you know... This is what I do with like Nolan. I want to go see uh, Oppenheimer because Chris Nolan made it. Yeah, you know. Now I'm also a history nerd, so there's that aspect of it. But you know what? That that's another example. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Spielberg. I'll go see a Spielberg film or watch it when I can because it, he he's the director. Mm-hmm. You know, there's those just certain directors. Not saying Ben Affleck is a Spielberg, but he is is one of the top directors young mm-hmm. directors even though he's 50 but yeah that would move the needle for me him doing superman would be interesting mm-hmm. uh kind of ironic you know nolan wanted to hire him for man of steel and he didn't do it because he was trying to this was you know back he was trying to read back in his reinvention days even though he didn't really at that point need to be reinvented but he was steering away from those type of films because I mean, he was doing Argo and, you know, if, uh, well, it, a lot of great ironies, if he were to end up attached to the Superman film and how you said, like right there, Nolan wanted to hire him. 
for Man of Steel. He played George Reeves, who starred mm-hmm. in Superman in yeah. Hollywoodland. He starred in a movie as a guy opposite Superman. And then if he were to come back, but he's behind the camera directing Superman, it's just, I don't know, the whole thing yeah. right there. It's like, it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. If they, if, yeah, didn't, not saying he is or anything like that. Just no. If. I, I'm think I am based on what I heard. He's going to direct something. Yeah. DC. We'll see what it is. Uh, I feel like he has the power in that, in that discussion. Yeah. They're like, what do you want? And he could just be like, well, let me think about it. Yeah. He could do that. What's that? Uh, that group of uh, anti-heroes. I keep wanting to call them the elite. The authority? The authority. Yeah. I mean, it could be that. I'd be fine if he does uh, an yeah. egghead feature. Yeah. Grounded and gritty. Yeah. <laughs> Grounded and gritty egghead. Yes. Yeah. Though, but like I said, it, whoever they end up getting director for the brave and the bold will make can make can impact me whether I mm-hmm. have in, any interest or or not. Right, right now I have zero. This and is then a perfect... my art, you know, I was my article wasn't about. You know, I did mention in it if you read, it, I, I said, you know, I don't have any interest in this project, even though I'm a Batman fan, because I am just not a fan of sidekicks and robins and bat girls and bat mites and blue batman and bad god and super you know really superhero batman for for the most part and people you know just went right how can you how can you be a batman fan run a batman site and you're not fan of of robin and batgirl i'm like i i because i prefer solo batman story it's not like it's it's like people say there's never been you never read a solo batman story where it's, it's grounded and gritty come on now you know i'm trying to think of an equivalent um movie or tv series as an example but i don't like that argument the point they're trying to make there because it's like how can you not be a fan of this thing that started it all and not be a fan of what like the afterthoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Everything the Bat family is an afterthought. Yes. Batman started it all. He started solo. It was Batman for a year. Then Robin started showing up. But all storylines, you know, the the history of the character, Batman year one, blah, blah, blah. He started on his own. So I just it's not a valid argument to be like, no, how can you be a real Batman fan if you don't like what came after? It's like I don't know, like rephrase, come at it with a different, a different point. Cause I don't think that holds any water. I don't think that's a good argument. I mean, there like, are your point. I mean, go read some of the fifties stories and early sixties up, you know, up well, sixties up to about 1969, but the fifties and sixties, especially the fifties was just some crazy ass shit. Uh-huh. You know, with Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's part of Batman history. And it's going to bring up something we're going to talk about uh, in just a second, but and it's 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 valid because it is part of Batman history. But doesn't mean everyone has to like it as a Batman fan. It doesn't mean that take on Batman it's going to work with the general audience. 
I think the general audience, I, I, I'll, I'll, I've said this many times, and maybe the Batman or the Brave and the Bold will prove me wrong, but I think relatively grounded, gritty, serious Batman is the most appealing to the general audience. I mean, and you can say, well, the proof, Dark Knight trilogy, the Batman, uh, even, even Batman 89, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I so mean, that, that's a whole it, conversation, but well, you're talking brave and the bold, and it is uh, something you and I had talked about, of obviously, because that's you know, Batman in this universe, so of course, we'll talk about it. But you and I, the last Batman animation was talking Scooby Doo, Batman, Brave and the Bold, mm -hmm. and like every time I've talked Brave and the Bold with you, we've touched on this, um, and how you like that series because it My seems favorite. like you shouldn't. It seems like yes. you shouldn't like it's my favorite animated Batman series. So, and I thought about it after the fact. So your stance on how you feel right now, everybody in, you know me, this isn't gotcha, Bill. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, a question. I'm mm -hmm. curious of brave and the bold is so far off your radar upon first mm -hmm. announcement. And then you did give it the shot and it won you over. Mm -hmm. And I, I let's disregard the whole fact of that's a TV show as opposed mm -hmm. to this is a live action movie, just the approach. How would, how is the live action brave and the bold at this point, like different from that though, for you? It's a different medium. I know, I know you just told me throw out the fact it's animated, but it's animated television and it's, it's whole purpose is it being a, love letter to Batman mm -hmm. mythos and Batman history. And I, I appreciate Batman history. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I like every bit of Batman history or something, you know, I don't want to see Batman in freaking space. There's things going on in the Batman comics right now. I mean, I thought Batman falling from the moon and what, I don't even forget what the issue was. There was a couple, two or three issues, four issues back and Batman was one of the was one of the, the dumbest things I ever read <laughs> in a modern Batman comic. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Uh, and, you know, so it's not just 50 stuff, but um, I guess I look, live action to me is where mm -hmm. I, I, I go to see the bat, the Batman I prefer. The most and that's batman being taken being taken seriously in a yeah. in a quote-unquote serious live action film and there's no there's no popcorn to it there's no you know winks and nods or anything like that and a you know um, type of thing so yeah i guess i think the genre the medium can dictate what i accept and like i said in our in our podcast i said that the Brave and the Bold allowed me, gave me a gateway 
and to enjoying a lot of Batman things that I wouldn't want to see in, in live action and not necessarily want to read. I, I, I would want to read in a Batman comic or graphic novel either. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And I know that I'm basically, I'm asking a question and then removing a, a big portion of your answer by saying, but like disregard the fact that it's a different medium, but I know that mm -hmm. that's a huge yeah, like that—that that is a huge part of it too. Yeah, of animated television as opposed to live action. Um, but like you will approach it, giving it its fair shot as it develops. I mean, yeah. But I should say also to what I just said, like 10, 15 minutes ago, is as announcements come out, because I just said well, like as announcements come out, it could be stuff that does get me excited or pushes me further away, and it might be announcements of the, where it's going, who's attached, and stuff. The yeah. angle that could push you further away. The whoever writes and directs it is going to make a will have an Huge impact factor. on me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I I just think just there's still a little bit of you you start bringing Batman family and Robin especially with this Robin is going actually going to be this 12 12 year old kid this date you know with in Damien there's a just a little bit of like okay look I get it I'm not your target audience for this but you, you're you're trying to appeal to you know preteens teens young adults uh, I, and I immediately go to you want to got to sell those toys and things like that you know this just in Christopher Nolan has signed on to write and direct the brave and the bold <laughs> I'm all in done throw the wallet just throw yeah. the wallet right there yeah. so something you just so, said though yeah in the, uh, sorry and then I'll we can move on but that yeah you said of trying to uh teens preteens young adults and stuff like that I've heard those I understand the point that some people also, because there are, the internet is full of a lot of people with opinions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, no my way. opinions there. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's a very hardcore, like, foot in the sand of, hey, uh, has to be accessible for kids. We need stuff that's accessible and not as dark and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, you just need a good story. Mm -hmm. Because people that want to argue that, uh the Nolan trilogy was not accessible to kids. It's like highly regarded, well reviewed, and made a shit ton of money mm -hmm. because they were good stories. Mm -hmm. And you watch anything that Emma Thomas or uh Christopher Nolan or his brother Jonah Nolan, even David Goyer, I know specifically Emma Thomas and behind the scenes stuff was we're not worrying about the toys. We're worried mm -hmm. about the movie and the story. Mm -hmm. You make a good movie with a good story. People will come. Your yeah. pal, Michael Euston says that over and over. It's mm -hmm. story, story, story. So mm -hmm. I think that whole angle, we have to make it accessible. No, I think you need to make a good movie and then audiences will come because some of your targeted at kids and young adults movies made half of what Joker did. Mm -hmm. Rated our Joker made half of what, the Dark Knight did and Dark Knight Rises, which were not aimed at kids. They were well, just that's, stories. That speaks to, again, my uh, proof of my argument that I think the general audience prefers Batman. And I'll throw in Joker as well, because it's a Batman mm -hmm. universe film. They want to see Batman that way. Mm -hmm. 
um, I'm not going to say on the other, I'm not going to say, well, look at, on the other hand, uh, look, look what Batman and Robin did. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. Cause I can also say Batman forever was a big hit in 1995. Um, uh, and that's Batman forever. It's not Batman 89, certainly not the dark Knight, nor is it the Batman. Yeah. Uh, different time mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Different time in this genre. So who knows? And, you know, um, speaking of everything in Batman history, mm -hmm. we know that there is a comic book writer named Grant Morrison who had a, a, a run on Batman that some people think is definitive and love it. And some people mm -hmm. are, or rather, yeah. Opinions all it. over the place on, on yes. his run. Yeah, uh, one of his one of his things was that everything that happened in the comics from 1939 through today is all canon. And he tried to incorporate that in his Batman run. I get that. I appreciate it in a, in a way. I'm I was not a huge fan of Grant Morrison. Uh, on Batman, I think up through up until R.I.P. I kind of I, I I was I checked out after R.I.P. I was interested in, in Return of Bruce Wayne. Uh, I wasn't interested in, in Batman and Robin with Dick Grayson being Batman, even though even though it was it was reviewed very well. Mm hmm just wasn't my thing. And so I bring that up because it seems Grant Morrison's Batman run is going to be an influence on a lot of this DCU stuff, not only Batman, but uh, his all-star Superman as well mm -hmm. for Superman. And so, and I'm, I'm one who's not, I didn't, I didn't get why all-star Superman was just so, beloved or claimed I wasn't a huge fan of it myself it was okay Garrett would be a great one to have a discussion with about that because yeah. I know it's fresh in his mind and he's definitely one I think he's a, a champion of that story yeah um, I was just telling you that <clears throat> I haven't read it in a few years and I just started rereading it uh I've actually our pal uh Boudin Pockets Pete I was talking to him yesterday even and I said I've probably read that story like three times and each yeah. time the gaps between each reading, uh, like I've learned more about mm -hmm. DC universe and DC canon and mm -hmm. history and stuff. So it's almost like it is helping with each viewing because I'm understanding a little bit more or I get a little bit more out of it. So, but my overall impression was that I did like it. Um, my personal favorite Batman or Superman stories, Freudian slip, um, it's not like my top three. It doesn't include all-star Superman, but I, it, I, I think uh, good things about that story, but I can't tell you like what maybe influences James, James Gunn or what I he think, pulls from it. Cause it's I not mean, fresh in my mind right now. When I get what well, first thing that comes to my mind with all-star Superman was, was the, is that Superman is really portrayed as, um, 
super wholesome. Yeah. The, I know that I, I do visually, I can flat out like panels, like I can fly yeah. through my head of panels from that and coloring and all that. Like it looks great. I know it's a great like Gary Frank. Book. No, it was uh Frank quietly. Frank quietly. Yeah. Yeah. I had Frank. The, I had the Frank yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Miller. Close. Yeah. Frank, of course. Yeah. All star Superman by uh, yeah. Frank Miller. Um, but I mean, Superman fa- is facing mortality in that yeah. story. Like that's a huge part. So it's like, okay, maybe that's something that guns pulling from there and the wholesome aspect in which the more we hear about his approach and, and stuff, it's like good, like great. If it is and not bright, like let's skip down the street, Superman holding hands with kids and singing, you know, fairy tale songs, whatever. But at least like an optimistic and a sky that is like bright blue, you know, mm-hmm. and that yeah. that symbol is bright uh, on that suit. It's like, yeah, that's I feel like that's a, a Superman that we could all I, be really I, excited to yeah, see. Yeah, I think I think that's the route to go mm-hmm. in terms of betrayal of Superman. I like optimistic, you know. Which kind of you go back and say you you want something like Superman the movie again, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Anybody pushing fine. back about blah blah blah? It's like no, don't yeah. think like the exact same story. No, or, no, 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 no. No, it was no, a different yeah. time that it was made, but there are yeah. core characteristics of Superman the character mm-hmm. in that movie that needed that I feel need mm-hmm. to be present in this new iteration. Like it, it doesn't matter who's wearing the cape. It's like, no, Superman at his core, there are certain elements that you just kind of don't change that. Mm-hmm. And that's what needs to be present. As for what you said with Morrison's Batman, Batman 655 is when it started. And that was actually when I got into, finally was able to get into back reading monthlies and following along with everything. Morrison's ride on Batman to me was a lot of fun. And I was rereading like every month, a new issue came out. I mm-hmm. was going back and reading everything up to that over mm-hmm. and over again. And I feel like it got all the way up to RIP and then RIP was a, a disappointment because it just kind of went like, yeah, we were building up toward this, but this is just a tease. Cause I'm not done with my story. Yeah. And it was very exactly. like, well, what the hell is yeah. the point of all this? Yeah. And then it went to the Batman and Robin miniseries. And I love that miniseries actually, mm-hmm. which surprises the hell out of me. Cause I don't like Damien, but I think Morrison birthed the dick grace and damien relationship in that and made damien tolerable and the key to that was dick grayson but we already heard morrison all this and the image used from batman and robin or one of the covers mm-hmm. it was the the third arc in that mm-hmm. one where it looks like damien's gonna behead batman or dick or something in the cow but i'm getting sidetracked uh we already know that's not it's not a direct adaptation or anything yeah. because it's father-son relationship. James Gunn even said that. Yes. It's going to be Bruce Wayne and Damien. Yeah. So scrap any possibility that Dick Grayson's going to yeah. be. No, he's not going to be, period. Um, I'll confirm it with James Gunn when I have lunch with him this weekend. Yeah. But yeah. I think pulling from Morrison is going to be inspired by, well, number one is the creation of Damien Wayne. Morrison mm-hmm. created that. So already influenced by Morrison's run science fiction ish approach is a little where I'm hesitant. And I do feel like that might be a little bit of an influence as well. Uh, 
because he did take Batman and put him in. There was a final crisis at the time. And when it goes, like he's a bat, like bat God and stuff like that. I, I really do like, uh, I love Batman. I'll follow him wherever he goes. That's not my cup. That's my, that's where uh, I'm. My fear is there. I use that word fear. My apprehension is that yeah. they are going that route, like full on super Batman. Yes. Batman superhero, but you know what I mean? Superhero yeah. Batman, bat God, um, type yeah, of mega sanctioned. You oh, know? there's a term that I, Oh God, I hear Omega with Batman. Oh God, uh, man. Let Let's me circle do. back to this real quick. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I want to. Okay, just real quick because I want to get we'll sure. You know, I know this is Batman on film, but do you think there? I think the Superman film is very important. I think it has to be a huge hit. I think it yeah. has to hit every marker. It has to do well at the box office it has to do well with critics and speaking of the box office that means people go see it do you think that there's that maybe that's just people general audience just aren't interested in a superman film because we've right had now i i don't know that like i can only speak my opinion yeah um, and I know most people that I flat out know and encounter face to face in my life, uh, our general audience, basically, mm -hmm. they all know who Superman is. Yeah. Of course. And to you, none of them have mentioned to me asking about a Superman movie. They'll make comments to me about Batman movies like all the yeah. time, but Superman movies, no. Batman is a popular character amongst the mainstream. They will turn mm -hmm. out for Batman movies, period. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, I'm not going off on a tangent, but I think a lot of it is to do with the way they're used to Batman being portrayed on the big mm -hmm. screen. He's relatable. He doesn't have superpowers. Um, so there's that aspect of it. I mean, by all counts, Man of Steel should have been a hit. Then bigger hit than it was. I mean, it's not like it, it was a complete bomb, but it, it it disappointed at the box office based on expectations and, pro and projections. And it also um, was reviewed poorly. And I say that as someone who, quote unquote, borderline loves it. I gave it a great review when I went and saw it 2013 uh, at the presser out there California in LA. But uh, I mean, you had Nolan's a name attached to it. He was the fact that Nolan and Goyer were involved, and Nolan was producer. That was using the marketing for that film, and mm -hmm. I mean, this is Chris coming off of Dark Knight trilogy. It's also and the it, icon of an iconography of Superman. No matter how big Marvel gets, I just I do feel like there's something with that S that people like. Maybe the most popular symbol in the world is like, he is he sorry. Hold on in this. Yeah, go ahead. In this genre realm, et cetera, all that stuff. Everybody knows what that symbol is Superman. 
the whole Marvel superhero Avengers everything against Superman, you might put your money on Superman. Like he's just like that's the icon that Superman is. Is he iconic because of because he's Superman? He was the first. We know what the S logo, the Superman logo looks like. It and the bat symbol are probably the two most well-known logos. I think superhero so too. logos mm-hmm. they are. I think so. But does that equate to a desire to see a Superman film? I can and, only speak and, for me. Yeah. It doesn't equate to it now. I don't know yeah. that people would necessarily think that they're, man, we're missing out on a Superman movie. Like, and I think that's the approach you got to make for it. We got to make people want Superman well, yeah. in theaters. So there was a lot riding on it. I, it's just, it's it. it I, the argument of like, well, you know, Superman and Lois is doing really well. That doesn't float. I don't think so. Smallville either. was a, went for 10 years. That doesn't, that doesn't float. That argument don't come with me with that um it that, don't bring up animation don't bring that 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 argument doesn't work either okay that's different that's a different medium and niche audience mm-hmm. don't I, so it's just a, i i just i really i, I really am concerned because if you don't get, if you don't just blow it off the doors with Superman, then you're behind the eight ball. I think I'll go mm-hmm. see it because I'm a mm-hmm. fan of Superman. I'm a fan of DC, and I'm a comic book kid. Or yeah. well, I was a long time ago. Comic book man, comic book man. <laughs> yeah, that comic book Texan. Okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of it's just interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, um, hope they. I hope they keep the Else Worlds. I hope they don't abandon that. Uh, even though I'm not interested in a lot of this, I hope it does well because mm-hmm. it's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. Even for it's good for the brand, it's good for the DC brand. It's good for Batman. It's good for the genre. I want, yeah. you know, and I and in that argument, I'll bring up. Don't say. Well, Captain America is kind of like Marvel's version of Superman, and look what it did. Well, it's completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, yes, one of the one of the oldest comic book characters, but also, I mean, he's not on the level of Superman or Batman. He was a bigger C-list Marvel character, even though people knew who Captain America was. Let's just be honest. It that that film didn't those films didn't have to make a huge amount of money. Um, and then later on, it was because of the MCU brand, the MCU success that made Captain America more well-known, made Iron Man more well-known than they were. So Superman is a different, completely different mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I agree. So was Batman. Batman's Teflon. Yeah, of course. Batman's Teflon. Batman's also Batman, the greatest. Yes, Batman's, <laughs> Batman survived Batman and Robin. Batman survived, you know, mm-hmm. that, that period between 2016 and 17, mm-hmm. 18 in there on the big screen came back strong with the Batman, Batman. We don't have to worry about Batman. He doesn't, 
knock on wood, I'm not trying to jinx this universe or anything, but it's like, he doesn't necessarily need help. Doesn't need help. No, I think Superman does. And before anybody gets upset about that, just listen to what I said though. If like get that interest, get that momentum, get the masses invest of like, Ooh, what is intrigued? Get them intrigued you think- to where they want to see this, see Superman again. That's what I just feel like that's gotta be the, mindset that's got to be what they're striving for you think um okay matt reeves is a is a very good filmmaker and has uh it's not a controversial statement very good filmmaker (laughs) um put out some good stuff before Mm -hmm. the batman you think him writing and directing the batman moved him up a few rungs in the director's um, the way people look at directors, the status. I think it just definitely moved him up in status. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he took on a character and then had a successful uh, attempt with the character as well. Mm-hmm. So, it was Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that, trickle, that can trickle down to, well, just look at Christopher Nolan. Elevated his career, did it like? Oh, right? yeah. Made him yeah. an A-list director. Um, trickled down to comics, as you know. One of my Tim Burton, episodes, Tim Burton as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, down to comics of like Tom Keeney had said that his, he's just saying like his following, if you will, of from before he started on the Batman title, and then starting to go through it, and how just like his popularity, Scott just Snyder, like. Pfft, Scott Snyder, same thing. Exactly. So it's like there's a common link here in multiple forms of media mm-hmm. of like the character, but you got to successful too. You can't just, it, mm-hmm. not every single person that's done something with Batman has skyrocketed to, you know, a level. Huh, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll which I know sounds like a, a, like a no shit statement, but I mean, no, think about it. The names we just named, it's like, but their work was successful. Like it was um, well uh, reviewed and well regarded. So you were talking about Superman. Maybe Superman needs, it needs this big time director to help with interest. And the director helps m- quote make make superman again mm-hmm. whereas batman can you make a good batman film you're you're but you're, you're elevating your status as a director mm-hmm. you know yeah and i know i'm not you know there's superman fans out there going superman you know he's he's superman he's the first he's the greatest he's iconic and you just show the logo and the Superman symbol. I get all that, but mm-hmm. Superman needs a hit. Yep. At the big screen, at the big screen. Four quadrant hit, I think, as James Gunn and Peter Safran said, which is what they're gunning for, no pun intended. Um, do you think do you think James Gunn ultimately ends up directing this or no? Hmm. What's we don't like... know. We don't know. Just no, throwing that out there. Like, we don't it's know. It's like Peter guess. Safran kind of wants him to mm-hmm. since he wrote it maybe he will 
I think that's a challenge for him because yeah, people will go to Guardians of the Galaxy, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Suicide Squad. This is a total like a, a tonal change for him. Like so, I feel mm-hmm. like that would be a little bit of that'd be interesting to him and intriguing to him of it that wouldn't... challenge and n- not ir- like characters full of like irreverence and stuff and kind of like you know got, got a little bit of piss and vinegar in them. Instead, you've got Mister Wholesome himself. You know, like that's a that's a pretty good challenge. Not to mention he's writing it. He likes to he, direct to material. It wouldn't he shock writes. me if Affleck directed it. It really wouldn't. I'm just yeah. throwing that. I'm just saying that. I don't know. Sure. The only thing I know is he's going to direct a DC film. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would give the project the director boost, filmmaker boost. It 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 need. I think it needs. I need think it needs something like that. I'm not saying with all due respect Affleck to James Gunn, Gunn. I don't. It's Affleck. Affleck. Okay. I don't know if Gunn gives you that. He might. That's I true. mean, the Gar- Guardian yeah. of the Galaxy films are very popular. I don't. Media is obsessed with Affleck. That that would the name. Oh well, that they yeah. like his name will get all over the place. Yeah, with Superman. So maybe he'd be annoyed to. to they would show up but... and it would show up and <laughs> it show up everywhere. It would show up in in uh, outlets like Radar Online and T- TMZ. And all that, you know, all the gossip stuff. What was J-Lo and Ben Affleck talking about at the yeah. Grammys? Probably Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. And then J-Lo could do, the, could do a hit song for the Superman movie. Yeah. How about that? Well, Give me that one. She, she can play Lois Lane. Why not? <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. He'll, he'll cast his wife as Lois. Yep. There you go. Yeah. That's the ticket. We've got it. Hopefully they're listening. All right. Any, any, I, I got, that's all I got. You got any final thoughts before you plug anything? I stand about the same as I did before. Wait and see. I'm optimistic, but I'm an eternal optimist. Um, we'll see as, as the stuff, you know, as more comes to light, I think it'll be quiet for a little while because, you know, that was, that was the big one waiting to get. We got well, the plan. And now yeah. we'll wait as they're working on it, you know, working toward it and signing people you, and stuff. You also got four films to promote this year. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going, you know, F these four films. Let's just get this year over with. We'll just, no, they're not we doing this. Care. I'm sorry. You know, there is a stupid, it's just a stupid trend of I've seen online of like, well, man, I just I just don't care about these movies this year then because oh, I know they're resetting. I, it's yeah. like I'm sorry, it's asinine. That's that means that you're not you're not a fan of no. the characters then. No, because all you're worried about is like what's next and how does it all connect. That's like, ex- Batman eighty nine. You went and saw. You didn't know what the hell was coming after that. You went yeah. and saw the movie for the movie. Same with Batman Forever. Same with Superman the movie. Like same with all these other freaking movies that you see every single year. You don't know if anything's coming afterwards, other than probably Marvel movies, because they've earned that spot of that. Well, what they do. there but you go. It's ding it's ding, just ding, like, ding ding ding. And I know that's, like it, it, that's just like an asinine um, point of view. I think I, I've said it. I've said you go see the film to enjoy the film for what the it film. is. Exactly. You don't go see it. And that's what this freaking MCU shared universe thing is give it mindset. Uh, the mindset it's uh, has given a lot of people is like, and I really say this, I think it's more fan fans who mm-hmm. say that 
general audience doesn't care. They just go see the movie. Yeah. When it, you know, uh, it's like, I'm going to go see what's coming next. What are they going to tease? Who's going to, what's going to be the post credit scene? Uh, you know, what Easter eggs are going to be in there? What's next? Watch this. Don't worry, don't worry about what's next. Watch this. Now, watch the now. Mm-hmm. Go see Shazam 2. Go see Aquaman. Go see The Flash. Okay. Who cares what's coming? You Okay. Whatever. And you're right. You're, you're not a fan if you think that way. Yeah. It, what do you want to Grinds my gears. Yeah. When I see that, that it, I'm sorry. It's just an idiotic statement. This is it, a family it really show, is. sir. I know. Sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> have to put an explicit label on this yeah. tag. Yeah. He's uh, about, he, yeah, he did. He's, he got a little testy. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I come across that and I still see it. Like it's been happening for a while. People think they have a great hot take and it's just like, that's just, I'm sorry. That's stupid. It's just a stupid mindset. Don't go see the movie then. Don't go see any of them this year if that's what you're, and, you're thinking. Well, the th- they'll all go see them. They're going to go see them. Yeah, they still will, even though. Yeah. Well, why should I? Oh, secretly, I bought my ticket. Dummies. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Yeah, I'm good. How about you? Ready okay. to roll? Okay. You can plug. Ready to roll. Let's plug. Um, Let's plug. First of all, I think the last show posted on this feed was Batman Animation. Mm-hmm. where if you guys want to hear me and Bill talk even more, um, check that out. We talk Scooby-Doo, Batman, Brave and the Bold. I think it's a good discussion on a great movie. Um, and then check out other episodes of Batman Animation. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's been a fun It's been a fun project. Ones I'm involved in and others yeah. that I'm not in listening. I think it's a, it's fun and it's all, you know, good way of celebrating Batman in animation. Um, check out Batman on film.com. I have most recent review, Batman 132. I've got other reviews, interviews, all that good stuff. Batmanonfilm.com. Bill also posts my podcast, The Batman Book Club. Follow on Twitter at The Batman BC. Most recent episode is covering uh, Tim Sale early Batman work, Blades from Legends of the Dark Knight um, with uh, Canadian pal uh, Carlos from the Nerd Room. He's, uh, that was a good discussion. It's fun. I love talking Tim Sale Batman. I, uh, if you're listening to this right now, we're recording on the 8th of February, 2023. But by now, uh, yes, the new Batman animation is out. And also uh, another episode of Chapter by Chapter. Uh, We're currently in the Batman 89 season and we're on chapter six. uh, And that was six. Wait, wait till they get a load of me is the name of this episode so check that out that is on batman on film um that's pretty much all i got uh, i will give everybody a heads up you will see a few ch- tweaks and changes to batman on film the website here very shortly not dramatic but there will be some changes aesthetically everybody's fired yeah. <laughs> that'd everybody. be a funny change you let them yeah. all go <laughs> yeah i'm firing pete vera he yeah. hears that he'll have an episode <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. No, Pete's fine. Uh, everybody's fine. Uh, all Team BOF. So, yes, but there'll be uh, just some tweak aesthetic changes, a little bit of upgrade. So that's all I got. Check out all the stuff. Uh, announcer Rachel will take us out, and we'll catch you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the BOF Social Hour, Jet's official vlog and podcast on Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter, at Batman on Film. Follow the BOF newsfeed on Twitter, at the Batman on Film. For Jet and everyone at BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Authoritative, definitive, the original. Batman on Film, established in 1998. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200.